0: What's up, business gal pals? Welcome back to another week of Be Myself Now in Business, the podcast. I just wanted to remind you before we get started that I've released a great new video series called Three Secrets to Starting a Successful Business. Whether you're thinking about starting a business or you've started a business in the last couple of years and you're looking to take your ability as a decision-making business owner to the next level, you're gonna wanna check this out. I talk about where to spend your money, what to do for sustainable growth and how to guarantee results. You can get access to the three-part video series by going to the show notes or visiting BeMyselfNow.com three-business-secrets. Now let's dive into the episode. Welcome back, Business Gal Pals. Thanks for joining me for another week. This week, I'm talking with Nedra of Nedra Resinas Consulting, and she's a marketing strategist and coach who helps service-based entrepreneurs learn to delegate and outsource so that they can scale their business and focus on doing more work in their zone of genius. Welcome, Nedra. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So before we get into our discussion about building a referral network, why don't you tell us about the origin of your business and how you got started as a marketing strategist?
1: Yeah, I go I go way back in time here. Uh, my roots are kind of in web design, but I've also just been, you know, I've had I've owned multiple businesses and tried to figure out marketing for those those businesses both product-based and service-based and and an early adopter of Technologies. I remember um, learning how to use Twitter and teaching people how to do that, I actually had, like, you know, it was probably one of the first marketing um, coaching experiences I had was, you know, to coach people how to use Twitter to build referral partners back in 2007 or 2008. And, um, you know, an early adopter of my old chum, just understanding how these different tools work and you know who they're good for and they work for me they work for you know my clients and just having a lot of conversations i used to um own a web design business and having what happened with was a lot of conversations around what marketing was working for them what methodologies activities and you know the website's kind of like the hub but then you have to have all these different activities coming into feed into the website to you know have it be um to draw people in you can't you know like build website people come no it doesn't work like <laughs> that as we all know and I've had so many conversations with people where they're like but I, but I just build it right it's it's accessible. and it's beautiful like, it has everything about cool. me yeah <laughs> like I had a great neighbor who was a naturopath and you know probably saw some like infomercial about how websites will make you a lot of money and so she she was just like, you know, has this really simple website where she like, hey, I, I'm a naturopath. People are going to pay me for advice and it's just going to be that easy. And I'm like, oh, let's let's slow down here. Let's let's get the basics down. So yeah, it's just been this ongoing, like, you know, kind of detective work of like what's working for some people, what's working for others. And not everyone's the same. So it's so important to figure out what your your marketing formula is that works for your business and your personality. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it's almost
0: like, Having the website is like laying the foundation for a house and then you're like, hey, we're going to have a house party, right? We have the foundation down and you're like, you still have to build the rest of the house and invite everyone in and all of that.
1: Yeah. That's that's a great great. analogy, Danielle. I like that. So what is a referral network? For me, I feel it's um, trusted partners that understand what you do. That could be, you know, what I found, especially when in the web design businesses, other web designers, other graphic designers, people that were in similar, you know, services as me but understood what I did and really actually um, could identify with a client one of their clients or somebody they're working with like oh you need so-and-so's help you know I think that's that's really what a good referral network is is a is a well-rounded group of people like that and um, back when gosh okay so again I'm going to date myself back in 2008 or 9 I, I belonged to a co-working uh, one of the first co-working Uh, companies here in Portland and your co-working sessions I guess like you could go and you know work with other people in a building and I was just unheard of back then but I I joined one and it was great and the owner gave me some just good advice she's like because I was kind of like just spinning around and talking to everyone. She's like, just just stay in your lane, Nedra, and talk to other web designers and other people like that. That's where you're gonna get the most referrals. And I never thought about it. And I think I was so afraid of competition. But what I discovered is that's that was not the case at all, at least here in Portland, and was able to easily get work from other web designers because we had different specialties too. Everyone has these different focuses. I know that I've, known, I've talked to different realtors and peer designers that are very similar, they'll, they'll get in a group and they'll refer each other because they, you know, some of them do baths, some of them work on kitchens, some of them just do the whole house. It's, it's so good to have a variety of people you know that can do different, different aspects of what the client wants and you understand the value they bring and you trust them too. How did you overcome that fear
0: of competition? Because I think that's really common, especially where a lot of the business gal pals are at. They're early on in their business and they aren't really sure how to differentiate themselves from other coaches, consultants, service providers. So how did you get over that fear hump and truly step into what was your lane?
1: Yeah, I I think it's just seen as a mistaken belief. And then and, and starting to realize, you know, by starting to talk to people and seeing that people are open to conversation and understanding that, oh, we can break down this wall. There's, there's you know, there's naturally these walls that kind of come up and especially if you go to like these you know, back in the day, like in-person events, you know, people get, and some people are just not open to it, but you find the people that are. And I know some industries and in some cities is very competitive, but um, I think it's worth a shot to try to reach out to people and see and the worst thing that's gonna happen is they're gonna say no. So I think it's just being a little bold and braver and, and figuring out who those people are, because they are, they are out there and maybe they're just in different cities, they're not even in your own city, and that's maybe safer, because I know I've talked to a stylist where I think that can be a, bit, a little bit more competitive and they find that you know actually talking to stylists in different cities around the country is a lot easier than just in their own city.
0: Yeah, you're reaching out to someone who's serving a totally different market. So it's easy to kind of say, well, how do you do this? And here's how I do this and kind of share the magic behind the scenes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that that could take that could take the pressure off a lot and and then um, help you start those early conversations.
0: What does one of those conversations look like when it's going right? I think we can all imagine the one that's sort of going wrong. That's the walls are still up and there's scarcity mindset going on. But how does that conversation go when you're, you know, building this organic network?
1: I think when you start hearing people pause and really think about someone they could refer to you or, you know, something that, that they know would, could use your help and they start actually identifying individuals and start, you know, start actually talking about something, a real project, then, you know, okay, that's a, there's a good possibility this, this could work out. Um, and then, of course you know, having someone actually refer you is, is like the best proof ever, you know, you have someone that's, you know, put their put their reputation on the line and is referring you to someone, um, that says a lot, and then I think the most important thing to do is to thank them, you know, make sure you send a thank you note immediately, and then, um, you know, perhaps gift them um, something that's meaningful. And I have a whole spiel about that. So I don't know if I'll get into that today, but um, I think it's really important to identify that because I know I've referred people all the time and I really appreciate if I just even get a thank you note know, or an email. I don't expect a gift or money at all. I just like to know it worked out and you know, I don't want to be referring people to folks that aren't working out. That's the worst, you know?
0: So how do you get over that fear of you know, referring maybe the wrong person and understanding this person is someone who's a solid person to have in this network that
1: I could refer to that I could trust to refer to me? That's a good question. I think one thing you could start doing is asking for to talk to their past clients, you know, like get a sense of who they've worked with and how, you know, if they will, you know, <laughs> it's always a good litmus test if they're willing to share them. If they aren't, that's kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work out. So I think that's a safe bet if you could talk to past clients and they have a lot of good things to say. And again, it's just, it is a little risky. I mean, I've had sour experiences. It's gonna happen. It's it's The odds are gonna, it's gonna happen once in a while. And that's okay too, you know what I mean? Like I've, I uh, was referring this one person and of course I heard feedback one time where it's like that person wasn't so great like okay thank you for letting me know and and just know that that's just part of the the system it's going to happen but the more you talk to people and have these conversations and then you know um, get to know their clients and um, and also just get to know who they know because I mean it's all about reputation management if they screw up then you know all these other people are going to find out and then that's gonna make it hard for them to work, you know, because of all the Google ratings and social media, like screwing up. It's pretty visible these days. It's not something you could hide. I've, i definitely have seen how people have screwed up and, and people talk and it's not to your, it's not going to help you out.
0: Yeah. That's an important thing to pay attention to. I like that you're saying, like, look to their client base and see, What they have to say about it and beyond just testimonials from their own website, but actually talking to those real life people and getting kind of an inside scoop when that other person's not, you know, in the room or on the call
1: exactly or you know like us we're part of a group a networking group and we you know there's like a understanding and a value system so if you know if you're part of a similar networking group that also can build more trust and um help reassure that you know this person says who they are and do what they say because again it's reputation it's really it's a very valuable thing these days
0: how do we go about building a network like this Without selling ourselves all the time or, you know, constantly kind of being in that state of self-promotion, but still showing up in a way that does ultimately in the underlying experience promote us as a person who can solve this problem.
1: I think it's really important. This is what I work with my clients on a lot is, um, Making sure who your target market is, so you know, then you know who are the people that are touching that person or that you know that profile, and what's how that how is that going to actually benefit you and, and, and be to your advantage, right? So, let's say, uh, let's see, okay, like, you know, back in when I did the web design. I was focused on working with attorneys. And so it's like, well, who else talks to attorneys? Oh, there's just certain coaches, and then there's these, and then there's accountants, and then there's like financial people. And it was really interesting to see the trifecta or these like different groupings of even bankers talked, you know, there's all these different groups of people. And so that might be um, some really good referral partners there because they're already talking to attorneys. They already have relationships. So if you build relationships with them, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna re- make introductions. So I think that might be an easy way Another one is just to join a networking group and start, you know, one that actually matches, you know, the potential clients or their potential collaborations. And I think that can also help as well. But it takes time. It is definitely the, the long game, but it's a good game to play because it pays dividends over, over months and years.
0: And how does it look to continue these relationships with some of these network referral partners, because obviously you can sit down and have a conversation one time, or you can get in touch with some of their clients, but how do you keep that relationship going so that you stay top of mind?
1: Yeah, that's definitely, it depends on the person. Like I've kind of created a system just for myself where I try to connect with them once a quarter and that, and that depends on them because it depends on how they like to be. So that's something I keep, I really keep a lot of notes in my CRM. Um, about everyone, like my little database to see where they are hanging out? Like, is it best to send them a message, you know, like a direct direct message through Instagram or actually should I pick up the phone or should I send them a handwritten note? There's, you know, it's good to kind of see where people are hanging out and take note of that. Otherwise you you send a message or send something and it just falls on, you know, deaf ears or something. It's just not well-received. So I think it's important to figure out what someone's like, you know, love languages per se, or, you know, their communication messaging style and, and work with that. Don't, don't send them LinkedIn messages if they're not on LinkedIn. That's just going to be frustrating for everyone.
0: And how do you stay true to yourself in the process of that? Choosing a handwritten note versus an Instagram message versus maybe an email or a phone call. How do you know when it's, it's the right thing for you and you're not just playing into something that you think someone else wants?
1: I think you just have to experiment. Like I did a ton of experimenting last year during, you know, right when COVID was hitting, I'd send, I'd do audio messages, I'd do video messages, I'd do handwritten notes. And, you know, I kind of watched to see what, how people reacted. Some people were like instantly like love the video messaging and some people were like, no. So I just, you know, I just definitely, you have to experiment. You have to be willing to try things out. And that's what marketing and that kind of, that part of marketing is all about is just, you know, you have to figure out what works and what doesn't and be willing to, take a little time and investment and, and see, otherwise you won't, you just won't know. And you're just going off basic stats, but you know, this is, these are real people and you want to build a relationship with them. So it's important that you meet them where they're at, or they're just going to ignore you.
0: Yeah. I love that you use that word relationship. I think that is so much what it's about this person to person connection and kind of being friends, you know, like maybe it's colleague level friends, but you're, you're connecting in a really genuine way. And that speaks volumes in itself.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, like, me, myself, a lot of my clients aren't big fans of Facebook. So, you know, if that doesn't feel genuine, then just, you know, opt out of that. But there's so many other ways you can connect with people. And um, even just a simple phone call, I've been doing that as of re- lately. And people really actually don't mind talking on the phone, especially if you make it known what you're calling about. You know, a lot of times, I mean, I don't know about you, but I get so many robot calls or people calling me and but if it's a genuine person i'll stop and be like I have, a, I have 10 minutes you know it's this is this is great i'll get a lot of phone calls
0: yeah it's almost like a nice surprise it's, i would imagine the same with the handwritten note like getting something in the mail that's not a sales ad or a bill or yeah. you
1: know whatever that it's like just this nice genuine like oh
0: nedra thought of me and she sent me this little note that's so sweet
1: yeah and it, definitely the more custom the better you know those Like a postcard that's generic you know don't even bother you know people i get those all the time and i I don't look at them it's just like that they don't even know me but you know somebody sends me a star wars card oh my gosh you have my full attention the more you can really get to know someone understand what their you know what their interests are like i sent a colleague um, a castle card that popped open and she loves you know she's a big harry potter fan that got her attention you know like it's i think it's really important to to note what people like. And if you can, you know, send something relatable to them, that makes them feel so appreciated and loved.
0: Yeah. It comes across a lot more genuine because you're speaking to
1: that unique bit of their interests that you noticed that you saw them for real. Exactly. And just those little quirky things about us is what really matters. You know, Um, it's really important to know if people, you know, are, you know, family's important or if they like cooking or, you know, just these, because we're, we're a whole person, not just a business, you know, and that's what like, I, I find really important when I, with my, my referral partners and colleagues to understand.
0: Absolutely. I think a lot of networking falls on that surface level business. Here's my business card. Here's what I do. If you know anybody, please send them my way. But once we get into that deeper kind of relationship back and forth, it becomes much more natural to to truly trust the services someone is offering and feel comfortable making those referrals. Exactly. Yeah. So what does a referral look like when you make a referral? What exactly is going on in the process of that?
1: So that looks like to me, have a good good example. So Let's say I have this accountant Sam, who's he's great. He loves helping small businesses. He's an expert at QuickBooks. He, you know, can get people ready for tax season. And then I have Cindy over here. She's a professional organizer, and just is having the hardest time getting her QuickBooks done and, and stressed out because tax season's coming. And yeah, anyway, so Cindy, you know, Cindy's over here. Samuel's over here, and here I am. I know Samuel. I trust him. I know he's helped some of my clients. Um, you know, Cindy, she. You know, she's a friend of mine and I want her to succeed and I know getting financial help for her would be helpful. So um, I think just simply inter- doing an inter- introductory email is like a good place to start and to um, both, you know, under explain why I'm introducing them, you know, you know C- Cindy, here's Samuel. He's great. I trust him. I think he could really help you with your, your QuickBooks. Why don't you guys have a conversation? I think, you know, I've gotten so, <laughs> I've been introduced to people and I don't even know what's going on. Like, you know, I've done these, I've gotten these email introductions and I'm only guessing and read between the lines why I'm being introduced. I think it's so great to be very explicit about what you're doing and why. And, and I've gotten some, um, I've gotten some really weird introductions that totally backfire too. Like I've gotten somewhere, somebody referred to me as some like IT network person and I had no idea until I got on this phone call with this gentleman and he started talking about his network. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, sir. I'm so sorry, um, this is awkward, but I don't think I do, I don't think I can help you. This is, this was a big mismatch. And so, you know, it's really important um, before you have any conversation with anyone to understand and don't don't hesitate to ask questions I've done that in the past and it's not been a good <laughs> not been a good execution on my part now I know better but you know ask questions like why did you introduce me I just want to know do you think I, this could be a good client for me or do you think I could be a good client for them like you know sometimes there's I've been on these calls and I'm like wait did they just they want me to work with them. Like they're wanting me to hire them or it's just, you know, it gets gets really messy. So I think the more clarity, the better.
0: And then how do you receive, when you receive a referral, how do you then get in touch with that person that you're being referred to? What does that look like?
1: Right. Well, I think it depends on your system. Hopefully, you know, all of you listening have like some kind of, you know, system of how to, how to qualify someone. Um, You know, usually I have them book a call with me and, you, and even during that, you know, I use the app Calendar, Calendly to do that and so in, within that, that form, they have to answer some questions to qualify for even that call. So I think that's super important. Again, you can always ask questions and clarify um, before you, you know, have any kind of phone, Zoom meeting or in-person meeting. I think that's super important to have that kind of system in place so you know that this is a good referral. But then I immediately beg the referral person and send them a handwritten card in the mail because I wanna reinforce that good behavior and be like, yeah, please send more send more of these people my way and, and make sure that they know that that was a really good action on their part.
0: So you mentioned asking some questions in your Calendly form as they sign up for that kind of free connection call. What kind of questions do you ask people to make sure they qualify to even hop on that free connection call with you
1: i mean depending on what kind of business you are but i i've got over the years i've gotten better about the questions i ask like you know i try to figure out what's their monthly income just to know that they can afford me and then two, also ask um what you know what's their biggest challenge with their marketing uh what's really keeping them up at night and then uh, I also ask, you know, how soon do you want help with this? Uh, how urgent is it? I think those are all three really great questions to start with, no matter who you are. And then you can get more specific from there. If there's a certain type of service you're offering, you can get, you know, get, get nitty gritty about what you're, what they're wanting or, you know, there's, but I think just keeping it simple is great. Cause I used to, especially with my web design business, have a really long form. And I remember this one guy's like, I'm not going to fill that out. I'm like, well, I guess you're not a good client. It was really funny. I was like, yeah, if you don't have the patience to fill out this form out, you probably aren't a good fit. But you know, there's a sweet spot where I think, you know, past four questions, you might, you might lose them before you actually have a conversation and then get, you know, get, get deep into it.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Keeping it simple, but still getting enough clarity out of the answers
1: to those questions. Right. Because you don't want to waste your time or theirs. It's so important. And why do you think a network, like this
0: a referral network is so powerful
1: in business oh i mean it's it's so great once i started creating my own i realized how wonderful it is to refer people and help people solve problems you know i mean you get to be the superhero where you get to like um somebody's looking for this or that and you're like oh i know someone i trust here please talk to them and um, you know, you get, you get to be the go-to person after a while. If people start realizing, oh, you do know good people. And, and what happens is people remember that, you know, even if you aren't the one that's being hired, they'll come, I've had people come back to me years later. Thank you so much for helping me hire this person. I really appreciate it. I've referred you many times. So that's what's, that's what can happen It's you, you can be referred to yourself just by the act of doing something kind and good and, and trustworthy. That's, it's a very psychological thing.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you can help people outside of your own zone of genius,
1: but still stay in your lane, but so say, yep.
0: here, get off at this exit and go over
1: here and find these people. I know a lot of financial advisors and bankers that have that tactic and it's helped them build a lot of amazing relationships over the years. They're, they're really good at it. If you want to talk to people that have mastered it, those, those folks are excellent. Well,
0: thank you so much, Nedra. This was great. There's a lot of really good information in this. I just want to find out if you have a favorite business hack or a bit of advice that you'd like to share with Business CalPals.
1: Oh, I think having a scheduler, I can't, I can't say enough good things about having my Calendly. Um, having some kind of scheduler has, has saved me so much time over the... I think I started using one of them back in like 2014, but I can't... It saved me ends of time it's helped me book clients faster it's been a lifesaver and I, I was i'm such a super user on calendly they've actually asked me for advice multiple times to get to kind of iron things out so i'm, I'm a i'm a big believer in those things so i would recommend you know calendly or acuity as, as an integral part of your business from the get-go because it will just it'll make you look professional and it'll also just streamline onboarding and all those things that you need to do well, if
0: people are interested in finding out more about what you do
1: with consulting on marketing, where, they, where can
0: they find you? How can they get in touch?
1: Yeah, they could just go to my website, which is my name, Nedra Rizinas.com. And um, what's really cool is every third Thursday at 1130 Pacific time, I have what's called the Reach Higher series. And I usually bring on an expert that talks about some aspect of marketing um, and kind of does do like a casual talk and then like a Q&A so they can really people can get really into the weeds about what 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 they do and what they offer and and learn a lot and they usually have some pretty I, I learn a lot from them it's been great but I love hosting these really smart experts um, on different aspects and it's just been a lot of fun.
0: We will link to that in the show notes. Absolutely. I love Great. it. Well, thank you, Nedra. I really appreciate you being here with us this week and sharing all of your wisdom around this.
1: Thanks. This is a lot of fun. I love I love talking about this stuff. It's I just want to help educate some of my business owners to kind of make sure that they embrace this faster and learn from my mistakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's that's a true leader right there, everyone. here Here is what I did wrong. Please learn from it. Absolutely. Thanks, Danielle. <laughs>